You are listening to Audio Fanfic Podcast. Went with the Midnight Dew by So Much Whatever on AO3. It's dark outside, early in the dead of winter, and Elliot Stabler runs. His brain won't turn off lately, not with his house empty, not with the weight of his decisions piling on him in the wee hours, robbing him of what little sleep he normally gets at this stage in his life, and he decides he needs to burn away the thoughts that keep him from rest. He isn't afraid of these streets. At one point in his life, he felt like he owned this city, his partner at his side, and even though he knows those days are long gone, he can never fear wandering out into this place he knows is home. Home is such a different concept for him now than it had been as a young man. Back then he wanted to get as far away from his youth as possible. Thrust into adult responsibilities way too early, he stepped eagerly into his role as a teenage father, a military man, a police officer. It took him away from memories of fists and anger and fevered rantings from a woman who always meant well, but never could give her son what he needed. Elliot became his own man, his own protector, and he swore then nobody would stop him from keeping the people he loved safe. He made his own home. He always thought that would be who he was forever. He never realized just how spectacularly he would fail. So now he runs on these nights, runs and seeks solace in the pounding of his feet on the pavement, solace in the move of his muscles against the ground as he searches for a way back to steadier climbs. He wants to feel like he can be the protector he once was, but every move he's made lately has only knocked him out from under his feet. He sees a church from the top of the hill, and he slows as he makes his approach. As if pulled in by his demons, he walks inside, slowly making his way forward into the empty room. He kneels briefly, paying his respects, and then stands in the quiet of the cathedral. He envelops the cross around his neck, palms it with his large hand, and reaches for that sense of protection it always gave him in the past. He hasn't felt it lately. He hasn't felt much of anything lately except... No. He doesn't want to let himself dwell on her right now. Son, are you in need? The voice breaks the silence, and Elliot turns to see the unfamiliar priest looking at him with kindness, with curiosity. I am, he murmurs softly. But I don't know if you can help. You're safe here, the priest says. The Lord will protect you and keep you. Maybe. Elliot says, but I'm not sure I deserve it. Elliot turns to leave, the urge to run again, pushing him to make his way out. My son, the priest says, and he places his hand on Elliot's arm, turning him. Don't ever forget. Only you choose what you deserve. The priest pats Elliot's arm before dropping it, gesturing towards the door. You're always welcome here. Elliot nods, but doesn't make eye contact. He won't find his solace here today. 
He exits the church and begins a fast walk, not yet ready to pick up his full stride, but needing to get away from the church, away from the kindness the priest had softly hurled in his direction. He hasn't attended regularly since Kathy died, and he feels the sting of her lingering disapproval any time he sees stained glass. But he's angry with God, angry that he's tried so hard to do the right thing for so many of the people he loves, but keeps coming up short, and, in the case of his wife, caused the end of her life. He can almost hear Olivia's voice in his head arguing with him on that score telling him that no one except two dead men can be blamed for Kathy's murder. But he knows the truth. She died because of his weakness. She died because he loved another woman better than he should have. And he moved them half a world away to run away from his feelings. He can admit this to himself now. Of the two most important women in his life who deserve better than him, it's too late for one of them to hear his admission. And the other one? Well, he doesn't know if he'll ever be given the chance to tell her, even if he plucks up enough courage to finally do so. The thought makes him break back into a run. He needs the rhythm to lull the thoughts from his head. The problem with Elliot when he runs, though, is that he doesn't know where he can truly go. Olivia once told him to come home, but once he did, they still had all that distance between them. He's tried to bridge it, but not well enough. He wants to see her, but he's scared of what they have yet to say to one another. Scared to admit his failures to the woman he has disappointed the most, and is terrified to disappoint any further. She's given him a level of grace unheard of, but she's also kept him at arm's length, and the dichotomy of it terrifies him. Elliot is not typically a man of half measures, and if he's going to fly close to the sun, he wants to catch fire not have his wings melted from under him until he falls from the sky. He wants to draw her near, but she's firmly held him back, observing him from a distance, maybe, waiting for him to get his shit together, maybe, and letting him know that she's not ready for anything more than this dance they've never previously played as acquaintances, definitely. He can't even say they're friends anymore, and he realizes he's in mourning for more than Kathy's death because of it. He'd kept their friendship alive in his head for so long in his parallel universe that it never occurred to him that it had well and truly died in the universe where she was waiting. Now that he's realized it, he's had an even scarier thought. He no longer wants to be Olivia's friend. He wants to be her everything. And ain't that a bitch. He finds himself somehow back in his own neighborhood, the sun just starting to turn the sky a dull, bluish-gray as it finds itself pitching into the morning hours. He slows his pace as he approaches his apartment, and he's back to a walk when he sees Olivia's SUV parked out front. She sees him, steps out of her vehicle, and they stop in front of each other. Where have you been? she asks. She's quiet, and he almost doesn't hear her over the rustling wind as the dawn breaks. Running, he says. I was running. She quirks an eyebrow, but doesn't comment on it past that. The silence stretches between them, and Elliot feels that pull again. The pull to bolt out of his neighborhood, 
and put everything behind him until he runs himself ragged and away from his past. Instead, he simply asks, Why are you here, Liv? Are you all right? He's wary, and the sun coming out hurts his eyes after being in the dark for so long. He fidgets, but she stops him cold when she reaches for his hands. Elliot, I need to know. She swallows, and her gaze turns from the ground up to his. Are you home? He feels every bit of the weight of this moment, and he's almost afraid to speak, almost thinking if he does, she'll startle like a deer running from a noise back into the woods. He reaches slowly for her face, tucks a tendril of her hair that's fallen into it back behind her ear. Will you let me be? She turns her cheek into his hand and nuzzles it for a brief second. I want to. It's not enough for him. He knows it's not enough. And he musters up the courage to ask. But you can't. He's terrified of her answer, but he's more terrified that she may never let him know for sure. I'm scared, she admits. But I can't just isn't working for me. Isn't making it go away. She says it sadly and she takes a step back so she can look him directly in the eye. So I thought maybe, maybe we can try I will for a while and see how that goes. Elliot exhales and smiles as the sun sweeps over the horizon. He pulls her into him, surrounding her with his arms, as they both embrace the brand new day. If you like this story, please follow the link to the writer's page and leave some love. Kudos, comments, or subscribe. They'll love hearing from you. Then you can head over to our Patreon page and contribute to Audio Fanfic Podcast. As a member, you are granted early access to one new story per month. That's www.patreon.com slash audiofanficpod. Thank you for listening, and remember, the stories are out there.